He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> Famous last words, Jenna Mo. What? I'm ready when you are. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that before we rob a bank? Something, and we have that option now because you're back. Woo! Welcome home. As you can see, I don't have that big, beautiful white kitchen behind me like uh, I have in the other podcast. If you watch us on our YouTube channel. We are meant to be seen, not heard, honey. Well, both. Not today. I don't know if I'm like PMSing or what. <laughs> I tried on, I was like, ew, ew, I look ugly. I hate this. No, that's not you. It's because you're back in Ottawa where it's gray and snowy and not on the Sunshine Coast anymore. Nothing looks good in this weather. Are you kidding me? It's warm and humid out today. It is. You have a tan. Look at your shoulders. I can see your tan from here, and we're not even together. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I'm back. I'm back. And let me tell you, traveling yeah. is a new experience. <gasps> Was it? Okay, yeah. Take us through it. I can't even imagine. I My guess would be that, and I feel that, like such a I didn't even ask you about this, but <laughs> was the plane not packed at all? Oh it boy. Wasn't, it wasn't even half capacity, I don't think. Okay. Packed. But like it's just a whole different experience. You know, it's so much more quieter because you don't have internationals and there's just very few flights going out. So the airport is really quiet and kind of eerie. And then, you know, everyone's wearing a mask, so no one really talks to each other. Everyone keeps their distance. Yeah. Half sanitizer everywhere it just smells like cheap vodka yeah yeah well because a lot of it is made with really strong vodka now i've noticed the ones at the grocery store smell like vodka too and it's because it's that vodka um distillery it's shipping it all over the place well i went to the grocery store today yeah. and i used a squishy bottle like to put some and it shot like jizz right on my chest <laughs> and yeah <laughs> but it's not like tequila so it really reminded you of a Saturday night that ends well then. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, you go to the airport, you check in, like everyone's wearing a mask. They don't want to touch anything. You go through security, which is like really speedy because again, like move people through social distancing. Lineups are super short everywhere. And then once you get in there, like everyone sits very far apart from each other, waiting for their flight casually. The one thing that didn't change is, you know, and this is always drives me nuts when you go to an airplane and people will line up to board when it's not even their zone so when they board an airplane they board it in zones one two three four and whatever it says on your ticket so they'll be boarding zone one and there'll be people for zone four lined up I never understood it still happens during a pandemic so like one of the few times I've flown because you know me I'm a poor kid I would sit because I even knew you probably told me about that. So I sat near my zone, but like at the bar, like so you can see your zone or where you're going to line up, but you don't actually go stand there until it's your turn. Yeah, they always stand in line. There's a bunch of people that do it. And I'm like, I, why would you want to spend more time on an airplane than you have to? Yeah, what is their logic? They're afraid they're going to miss it, like home alone? They, I think they just, well, I was talking to my friend and she made a good point. She said maybe it was, it's so that they can get their stuff they get the overhead storage. Oh, because people hog it and then it's gone. 
Right, because you have to pay for your check on, right? So everyone tries to like bring theirs on. And I laugh because you know me, I could never pack a carry on. Yeah, no. <laughs> My well, you know, carry on. People try to be safe and then you get on the plane and apparently left the germs fly. People are taking off their shoes. Well, so you get onto the plane and usually when I fly from Vancouver to Toronto or Vancouver to Ottawa, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big plane, but not the one with three rows. This was a bigger plane. So I think they're using the bigger planes to create more social distancing. So you walk on and, you know, the flight attendants are in mass with these, like, you know those ponchos you get at a concert when it's raining? Yeah. yeah. So they have those on and they give you a package. And this package has a, a mask, gloves, hand sanitizer, hand wipes, headphones, and uh, water. Hmm. It was a nice little package. Was that the water that you brought um, home? Oh, yeah. it's really cute. I saw a picture. Water bottles and they'll give them out throughout the flight. Other than that, there's no food or drink service. So you can't be getting drunk. You can't be ordering anything. Um, and yeah, like, so you get down, I sit down and I wipe my whole seat off. I'm sitting by the window. So I wipe the whole window side, like everything. And everyone's doing it. I've never felt so clean on an airplane. Yeah, it probably is. Do you think the employee is like, you know, at the grocery store, they wipe down the conveyor belt between each person. Do you think they do that on airports, like between each flight? Yeah. No. <laughs> Shit. They never have. I think it's up to people. So then I see it, like, I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is great. This is a lovely experience. Well, this girl sits next to me, young girl, younger than me. And she's sitting there, I'm like, cool, whatever. Then she takes her shoes off. Oh, Oh, when I saw that tweet, I heaved. I was like, it's, I don't know what it is. About, it was just somebody else's dirty socks. It just grossed me out during the pandemic. Cause I was like, then you have to put your shoes on and you're touching your feet. And I don't know. It's just really gross. But then I saw something even more disgusting. I oh. need to talk about this. There was this woman on the other side of the plane sitting in a row by herself and I was watching her and you know, it's, I think it's safe to eat. However, I choose not to eat on an airplane at this time. People were eating in the restaurants in Toronto in the airport. I just choose not to. This woman busts out a full five course meal. No <laughs> joke. On the plane, and you know the trays on the plane are the dirtiest, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, oh my God, no way, no way. If you think that was bad, then I guess after her large feast, she was just a little bit hungry. So she um, put her head on the tray and took a nap. That <laughs> on it, like cheek touching it. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, so there's still gross people doing gross shit. But other than that, like, yes, it's a different experience. Yes, it's not as really enjoyable because it's very, I don't know what the word is, like methodical. Like you go here, you go here, you sit down, you get up. You know, it's empty, so there's not as much going on. But I found it kind of enjoyable. Less people. Well, it's yeah. like at the grocery store, it sucks having a lineup, but once you get inside, it's kind of nice. There's less people around. Everyone stays out of your way, except for at the grocery store, there's still those people that leave their fucking carts in the middle of the aisle way. I know. Stop the madness. And you say, excuse me, I just want to get by. And they're like, oh, I'm reading the label. It's bread. What do you need to read? Also, you're not supposed to be touching shit to read the labels. Oh. Keep your hands off. 
I saw a lady at the grocery store, full mask and gloves, which now they're saying gloves are pointless at the grocery store. But she... Yeah, and she was, she was touching every tomato. Squish, squish, like a tit, put it back. Squish, squish, another one. I was like, lady, you're just infecting everybody. You, but the thing is, is you have to do that with produce. You have to pick it up. You have to squeeze it. You have to fondle it just like boobies. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Um, I've been, peppers are the... If you you would touch them and fondle them and squeeze them. Oh, I do, please. Every Christmas, I gain a little bit more. Now... (laughs) So you said methodical, but um, something I wanted to ask you about was in Vancouver, a lot more is open than is it in Ottawa, like even retail shopping, like for clothing. Right. So before I left, because I knew things are in Ontario aren't going to open anytime soon, we can thank Toronto for that. But that's another conversation. Right. Right. Um, so I decided, yeah, hair salons opened. Uh, I got my hair done, which was, again, very different experience. However, it was enjoyable. I went shopping for clothes. Now the malls weren't open. However, the stores that have a sidewalk entrance are. Okay. So I went to like an Aritzia, a Zara, a Brown Shoes and stuff. I hated it. And you know how much I love shopping. Hated it, hated it, hated it. Why? It was just, you feel pressured because you can only walk one way around the store and you feel like you can't take your time because there's people waiting outside and it was just so much pressure and I really don't like that when I'm shopping. So I will stick to online only for sure. You know, that's so true because that's something that's like, you know, you think of like Clueless, the TV show from when we were young and it's like you go to the mall and you shop and you chat and you have a coffee and you can't do that now. It's like you're made to feel almost like a... Well... In Vancouver, you can do that because the restaurants also opened. Well, how does that work with masks? Do you have to wear masks everywhere? The server is wearing, and I can only speak on behalf of the restaurant. I think everyone is different, but you do have to pass a certain test, I think, before you're allowed to open for dine-in service. So servers have to wear masks and gloves. Um, you, there's no menus. You have, everything has to be ordered and done off of an iPad. And um, no cash, and of course, social distancing and stuff. So I don't know why anyone would want to go back to dine-in personally right away. Just doesn't seem like a very enjoyable experience. I think they need to offer those cool things. Like so many restaurants have done these cool like date night boxes with food and booze. Like uh, Cactus Club's a very popular restaurant out west, and they have homemade Bellini kits and stuff like margaritas and... So, you know, they can still kind of keep afloat with that kind of stuff. Well, you know, something I think about is the servers wearing masks and not even just like, you know, the pigs that are tipping because she's hot, but like part of a tip you work on because of your personality and like friendly, hi, welcome, smile. You know, you can't do that. No, you can't flirt. You can't flirt. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And as a server, that's kind of what you like to do at times. It just takes a big part of the experience away. Right, right. But, you know, you know, even in the, well, more in the LCBO, I felt that sort of, hurry up, what are you doing in here? Like, get your shit and leave. But so I could imagine at a clothing store, you almost feel bad, like, you're out of your house. How dare you? I think the LCBO has a right to tell you to hurry up and get their, your shit because they know you know exactly what you're going for. Exactly. Well, that's not, now I got to... <laughs> Yeah. Cheapest wine with the lowest sugar, highest alcohol. Where is it? <laughs> Jesse, what are you doing in our VIP section? We know you can't go back 
well, did you see the sale of box wine has like gone through the roof since this shit happened? People can't hate on the box, man. Not anymore. It's probably just you and I keeping the boxes afloat, let's be honest. I definitely skipped that aisle in the grocery store, though. Good for you. I know. I think I'm going to try and give it a couple weeks. Weeks? Yeah. Don't you know what they tell you in AA? Do one day at a time. That's well, you the know, I'm trying to stay out of public as much for the next two weeks. Even yeah. though I don't have to. I'm trying my best, you know? So uh, I even wore a mask grocery shopping, which I don't do normally, but just because I've been on a plane, you know? And uh, yeah, so I'm like, two weeks quarantine, maybe I should just, so I don't get back into the habit of drinking all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, it's smart. It's smart, because at some point this is gonna end and uh, we're all gonna look awful, but wouldn't it be a great feeling if you were the one that didn't? Right. And you know, you weren't an alcoholic at the end of this? And I'm not gonna see you, so I don't have a reason to drink. <laughs> Well, once the two weeks is up. <laughs> we'll just go ham. Then we get to be in each other's bubble. Right. Um, you know, I started wearing a mask at the grocery store, too, because I got shamed at Shoppers Drug Mart. An old lady, uh, I was one of the only people not wearing a mask, and an old lady said, you know, young man, you should be wearing a mask. And I wanted to, like, knock her out, but obviously I'm like, oh, <laughs> I forgot it in the car. But after that, I have started wearing one because I didn't want to be shamed again. You should have looked at her and just said, oh, no, it's just allergies. <laughs> I didn't even cough or anything. I just did not have a mask on. Right. So I'm like, do I look that sick, bitch? Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think we just need to stop people. People are now responsible for what they're going to do and the measurements that they're going to take. I think it's just time that we stop shaming and stop wasting and creating so much negative energy. You know, you see these posts constantly on Facebook, people being like, I can't believe these people are at the beach and I can't believe, and it's like, you know what, we all feel the same way. Let's not continue ranting on Facebook because all that does is like feed the negative ball of energy that's already out there. Let's move on and only focus on the things that bring in positive feelings. Holy you know, shit, kumbaya. But you're right. And it reminds me of the kumbaya quote that goes something like, everybody's fighting a battle you know nothing about. And right. there's so much talk about mental health and stuff like that. So it's very, you know, it's presumptuous for people to judge others for what they're doing when you don't know the struggle they're going through. People who live alone are very lonely compared to people living with a spouse. Right. I think right now there's so much going on and everyone just really needs to maintain focused on themselves and that they're doing the best they can all around, whether it's coming to providing for your family or not spreading this uh, virus. I think it's just now just focus on you. Yeah. And like I've totally bought into this bubble approach where I have like five to 10 people I'm allowing myself to see. And if you're someone that's uncomfortable with that, then don't go in a bubble. Right. Don't, and don't, yeah. And the bubble, like you're still maintaining social distance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people are, are, they're not telling people don't go outside. I don't, there's so many people online that are like, stay home, stay inside. And it's like, they're not telling you that. They say you can go for a walk. They're saying like, don't linger, you know, and don't like stand really close to strangers and, you know, like smart about it, but don't hold yourself up in the house. That's not healthy. No, then we're going to have deaths from alcoholism, suicide. <laughs> and, and, and it's not a joke, but it, it's really important, you know? Like, we just got to keep ourselves going the best we can. Do you. Do you, boo. 
Yeah. So obviously, like being like month whatever of quarantine, who knows? Like, let's just admit it. This is going to be our new fucking normal. Okay. Yeah. We're calling a spade a spade until there's a vaccine. This is our new normal. Social distancing, only dating one person at once, being with <laughs> lover twenty four seven because everybody's now going to be working from home probably in the future as well. I mean, Shopify just said that a lot of their employees are going to be working from home indefinitely. And Twitter. It's a great thing as well. Yeah, I think that's great if you've got the option and that's what you want to do. Um, but we keep getting, and we got a listener letter, what was that, last week? About what? What was that one? Oh my God, we already forgot what it was about for her. Well, I'm so focused on today's, which is coming up and it's a doozy. Oh, giving up on the sex life. Oh, giving up on the sex life. And I, I had a feeling that as soon as someone wrote to us with an issue and we covered it, then it would open kind of Pandora's box and give a safe place for a lot of people to vent about issues. And we've got another letter. That was my <laughs> really long way of saying we've got another letter. <laughs> we sure do. Um, and this time I didn't let Jenna read it. The shoe is on the other foot. Are you ready? Well, you saw, the t you saw the subject line, which, well, I, once you read the subject line, you've read it all. Are you ready for this? People listening have already seen it because that's probably the title of this episode. My boyfriend has a stash of secret anal dildos. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that, if, a, if there is an introduction that deserves a dun, 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 that one is right there. And as you might have guessed, the writer is a female, because if this was a gay couple, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> what's the big right, deal? Exactly. Me too. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that she wrote anal dildos, not just dildos, because like even in my, you know, experienced age, I didn't know there was a difference. Well, that's not true. Are those, are the anal dildos those ones that look like little, like... Well, you can have like prostate massagers that almost look more like butt plug shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, butt plugs, just anal toys? Dude. Well, they're bigger, I guess. They're wider because they're meant to go in and stay in. But I, I take back what I just said because now I'm thinking of all these different dildos. You know, there's those ones that have like the thing for those your... Female's clitoris. That's what I'm saying. So that would be a vaginal dildo. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I thought you were trying to say that that's for the butt. Yeah. No. No. Um, okay. So, all right. It's Try to demonstrate what you were talking about using a remote control. And I, my fingers, and I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> oh. Okay, so here's what she says. Hey, Jesse and Jenna, love the podcast and actually never thought I'd find myself writing in. But when this happened to me, you guys were the first people I thought of. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that deserves a thanks. I just love that she's comfortable enough to write to us about her boyfriend's anal fun. Well, I mean, who else are you gonna write to? I mean, I'm flattered. Okay, so I've been with my boyfriend for three years and recently while I was putting laundry away, I found not one, but two dildos in his sock drawer. There was lube there too, which didn't surprise me, but there was something else I didn't recognize. When I did a bit of research, I found out it's something called an anal gaper, which I've never even heard of. The dildos were concerning enough, but the anal gaper <laughs> sent my mind into overdrive. 
My boyfriend has never talked to me about any sexual fantasies, never mind even hinting that he likes bum stuff. We usually have pretty simple sex, and I don't know how to bring this up with him without making him feel ashamed. I'm very open to trying new things, but I'm worried that this is something I can't fulfill for him if you know what I'm saying. No matter what, I want him to feel comfortable talking to me about his needs. Aw. Thanks, Kay. Wow. I thought... Sorry, first of all, I need to ask... What's an anal gaper? Oh, I, I even had to Google that. I mean, you can imagine what it is, but I wanted to be sure. Um, of, you know, um, like when a woman goes to the gynecologist and she has the stirrups that look like a duck's bill in, and they put it in and then open you up? Exactly. Except this is, you leave it in for a certain period of time to, um, to stretch your hole. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to understand why he... Why you would need one so that you could fit bigger things up there like a full-size dildo or a penis oh yeah <laughs> so that is that that would be a red flag but, but before we even get into it i want to give her props for being so understanding i feel like most girls would not have this attitude uh, of I don't want him to be ashamed and i want him to feel comfortable like all my girlfriends would be like fuck this i'm out yeah, it's definitely an awkward situation for sure. I don't know if I'd freak out, but I, oh. Well, here's the first thing, okay? Right away, everybody's mind goes, okay, he likes butt stuff, he must be gay. No. But that, that's not true, right? No. And I feel like more and more men, straight men, as we get more comfortable with all this crap, are okay with admitting it. I've known a couple straight couples where the guy took a few fingers up there. You know, I've heard, I think that a lot, she sounds like they're a bit younger, maybe, that a lot of millennials are more confident with their sexuality. So being bi or being into stuff like that, or being, you know, just different in your sexual wants and needs isn't as big of a deal for them as it was for maybe us. Yeah. You know, well, us that, millennials. You're right. It's important to point that out because um, butt stuff doesn't make you gay. The only reason gays are so into butt stuff is because we have no other hole. What are we supposed to do? Right. That is true. So, I mean, you know, I mean this hole, but for some reason the guys don't aren't as interested in that one. Yeah. I, um, so yeah, she has, she, why, I think she needs to figure out, like, ask him, why are you hiding it from me? Not like, what is this about? Obviously, you know what it's about. It's about he likes butt stuff. Yeah. He probably one of like, I see this all the time in like vice articles and stuff where they talk about straight men like pegging. That's what it's called. Into that. So maybe the question isn't like, whoa, what are these? And like, what? It's like, maybe why do you have these? If you right. have because you like butt stuff, or maybe he's needs to come out. I mean, there is still, that is still on the table. So, you know, there is that possibility, especially if he's never brought it up or he hasn't shown an interest in her butt. That's what I found interesting. She wrote, he did, he's never brought up being into butt stuff. Yeah, but you know what? I know some friends that have got, like, girlfriends that have got a finger up the butt and they like it, but that doesn't mean that they want to go playing with their man's butt. Oh, I know, but like if he's so into butts, you'd think maybe he'd want to try. Oh, you're saying so it could go both. It could go yeah, could the other way. Receiving and not giving. Yeah, 
you know? Well, you know, here's the trajectory. This is what I think happened is she, if he was trying a couple different dildos and then it, they were too hard because it hurts at first, it's a really quite involved area. And then when the dildos didn't work, he's like, I need something to stretch this. So he ordered the anal gaper. So it's like a, it's been a journey. And I think she probably realized that when she found them all. So it's kind of like a lot, like he really wants to make this work. Did she, you know, what's ironic about this whole discussion, you talk about anal gaping is I'm squeezing my sphincter. My butt is like this right now because I'm just like, Ooh, I want that to keep things in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. I, you know, I think she also needs to ask herself a few questions. Like, how is this, does this affect the way you feel about him first? Well, I think she seems pretty cool because she wrote, I'm open to trying new things. So she's willing to, to screw him with a dildo. Maybe she could throw on a strap on. Yeah, like this could be the beginning of a great thing. Like I could see a straight guy being so embarrassed because of that gay stigma that right. he would hide this, even if he's not gay at all. Also, too, in relationships, when you first start having sex, maybe both were kind of shy and scared to really communicate what they wanted. So they've just gone their whole relationship just having average sex. Maybe that's not what she wants either. Maybe that's obviously that's not what he wants either. So maybe this is a perfect time for you guys to really get everything out on the table and talk about what your needs really are, both of your needs and how you can help fulfill them. That's a good point. They've been together three years and they may have missed that window because there does come a point where you become like an old married couple where it's awkward to bring that stuff up. It's like when your 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 significant other cooks like their favorite your favorite dish like lasagna, but it's really shitty. But when you first started dating, you never said that you didn't like it. You just always said you love it. So now at the point in your relationship, all they do is cook you fucking lasagna. And you're stuck. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm really trying to put myself in this situation or like, you know, it's easy for us when we get these letters to just say what we would tell a friend, but what if it was us? Like, what if you found that in your boyfriends? How would you react? I'd freak out a little bit. Your first thought would be he's gay, right? Or bi. I think that's, I mean, even me, I think that too. And then I have to remind myself, no, it doesn't mean that. Well, because when we answer these letters, we try to remain unprejudiced, right? We try to like give people like the neutral sort of answer, play both sides of it, give them some options. Yeah. But if it happens to you, you know that you're what your reaction is going to be. And it's not always fair or right. Like even in a gay relationship, if I was in a relationship and I was the bottom and he was the top, strictly and i found an anal gaper in his drawer i would even have questions about that because all this time it's the same sort of thing you act like you weren't interested in that area so it just, i know it would turn me off immediately yeah so good yeah. on her for being like so open because i know i wouldn't be well, she does, she is worried he's gay because of that one very telling line, if you catch my drift. I'm open to trying new things, but I'm worried this is something I can't fulfill for him, if you catch my drift. Right. So, yeah, that... There's definitely items that you can wear if it's not a gender-specific thing. That's why you need to ask him why. Why do you have these? Especially the anal gaper, because it's one thing if he's just trying to get it a little bit bigger to fit the dildos. Okay, maybe he's really tight, uh, which if he is gay, then he'd be very welcomed on our team. 
But the other thing is, what if he's just like really into wide assholes or something? Hey, wide assholes! <laughs> Those that are watching this podcast, I'm shaking my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ew, that's another layer. That's like a fetish if he likes big gaping holes. <laughs> ah. I was just going to say something, but then you just totally threw me off with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time. Oh, my goodness. Ask him why. Why do you have these? Is this something you're into with me? Is this something? Maybe it's just a him thing. You know, you made a very good point about asking why, and I feel like that's sort of as far as our advice can go is because until we know why, we can't advise her what else to do. Aren't boys, like, don't men have an obsession with putting stuff up their butts? Well, I heard that somewhere. Like, it's like an adolescence thing. You know, well, there's the prostate, which is no secret. The male G-spot is the prostate, allegedly. And, well, I mean, I've used it. It is. Um, but it's still a process to access it. Like, it's not fair. Although, yours is, the female G-spot's hard to access, too. If you ask a straight man, don't know where it is. <laughs> Some of them have never found it, even after they've been given directions. You know what's interesting? Sex with Sue Johansson, uh, she said they're in actually the very similar spots. So she says for both an ass on a man or a vagina, you put your fingers in about two or three inches up and curve forward toward right. like the front of the body. And she said that's where it is. Well, remember before our genders were ever decided by science before I get myself in trouble there, by, by when you were born, like genetics. Yeah. You have the same parts. That's why we have nips. Right. Yeah, so they're very similar, I guess. Men didn't have nipples. Ew. <laughs> and well, like, I'm a big, huge fan of nipples. It's not like I'm like, damn, that guy has nice nipples. But it would just look so weird just being skin on your chest. Same if you didn't have a belly button. <laughs> Don't they say Taylor Swift doesn't have a belly button? Who doesn't? Taylor Swift. Oh, that's because she's a reptilian, like the queen. Right. Mm. I think all we can do with this listener, too, other than saying you need to ask him why, like, don't attack. I don't think she will. She sounds really sweet. Um, but I wish her luck. Me too. I, I want to follow up on this one. Yeah. Maybe they'll have a wild anal sex romance from here on out something that they can enjoy together regardless yeah. you know definitely not my style but hey shit i'm not judging others for what well they that's do. actually another layer because if you're gonna do this you have to be into it like it's one thing to be willing to try but are you really gonna like get off on pegging your man but you some women just get off on making men get off yeah i guess i think it's just part of the whole experience it's like giving a blowjob. You don't always uh, finish yourself. Right, exactly. So, and maybe it's just a foreplay. Or maybe he likes things in there while he's having sex. Like, we don't know. No. Multi layers to this. And there's going to be no usable clips to promote this episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it's a sad thing, too, if he is gay or struggling with that. That's tough that he has to hide that secret as well. Well, and because you're such an open and supportive person, and I hope that if that is the situation that, and he, that you guys can still remain friends and like supportive of each other. You know, I've heard like that where people find out that they're gay and then 
they turn out to be best friends for like a really long time. I think actually it's probably one of the best ways you could break up with a straight relationship because there's nothing to be jealous about. What can, there's nothing you can do. Right. It's like Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. Only, yeah. That t- it always takes a minute. My great aunt and uncle were that. They were married. They had three kids and then he was gay and they had like a couple years where she was mad and wouldn't talk to him. But now they're like best friends. They go on cruises and all that shit. Because you were best friends for so many years, right? That's it. And you just want, at the end of the day, you just want each other to be happy. That's what, yeah. Kumbaya, you are kumbaya today. today. What's with me? It's a cloudy day. I'm stoned. Speaking, are you a little bit? A little. Um, what am I not? No, I'm just joking. Makes me sound like a total drug user. Um, there's an, in this, I don't know what, you said something about couples or I don't know, breaking up, made me think of an article I clicked on that talked about how a whole bunch of users from Ashley Madison, you know, that big cheating website were polled about whether they leave their cell phone upside down or not. I'm looking for mine to show you, but like face down on the table. And they all said yes. So the study shows like it is a red flag. If you suspect your partner's cheating, take note how they leave their phone on the table all the time. I, I've said this before, I notice all the phone habits. That's how I've known every single one of my boyfriends were cheating. Because did he do that? And they're just texting a little bit more often. And when they're texting, they're turning their back or like, you know, you just feel it. And it's subtle. It's like, it's not like a full turn, but it's like a little subtle. That It's like, oh, you tilted there. Like you can pick up on it. It's okay if you do think that he's using those toys with someone else too, maybe pay more attention. I just don't know how they can live together and not how he can hide that. Well, and how new is this obsession? Because it, it sounds like three years, you're putting his underwear away in the drawer. Is this the first time you've ever done that? No. Right. Maybe he just wanted her to find it. Oh, maybe. Oh my God. See, we need to follow up because maybe he is gay and this is his way of having her freak out so he could be like, see, you're not supportive. We're done. Or maybe it's just his way of telling her. Yeah, you know how straight guys are. Well, if he's not, maybe it's still his way of telling her. So she brings it up and then they can have a conversation about it. It's got to be weird. If you are, if you've been in a relationship, a heterosexual relationship, and you've realized that that just wasn't what you wanted and you're gay, I mean, that's a lot for someone to take in. And I would be a lot to tell someone too. Maybe he thought it would be like a hot porn scene where he, she'd find them and he'd come in and she'd be using them. Ooh, I don't think you're supposed to share those toys. <laughs> Clean them, people. Oh. <laughs> well, as usual, not much help, dear reader. <laughs> I think we are. I think we're good help. Maybe that's why we never get any follow-ups because they're like, well, fuck you guys then. You're not going to actually give us solid advice. No, the advice here is you have to talk to them. There's no way around it. Right. Because otherwise you're just going to stew about this forever and ever. Well, we can't prepare you like past that point, prepare you for past that point because that will determine your next steps is when he answers why he's into it. Why did you hide it from me? Not even why you're into it. Why did you hide it from me? 
or maybe it is a brand new fetish that, you know, he's finally exploring. But like I said earlier, that buildup, I think you don't just go out and buy an anal gaper. I feel like there had to be a reason he needed to gape it. <laughs> I bought it for a friend. It's yeah. I'm my friends. <laughs> just like when you got caught with cigarettes for the first time when you're younger, they don't mind. Those are Stacy's mom. You know, Stacy's bad. She, she has her parents are never home. <laughs> But no matter what, go at it, like, uh, here's a good advice, go at it jokingly, not jokingly, but like light, be like, oh, look what I found, even if you're pissed, because then you'll get more out of him than if you go at him and make him defensive. When you said jokingly, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, just take it and start using it as a paperweight and see what he says. <laughs> or that. <laughs> that might work too. Right. So... There we have it. You can send your email. <laughs> Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube too. We don't have a lot of subscribers yet. We need to get that rolling. Yeah, rolling, rolling, rolling. And it's much funnier to watch me roll my eyes 24-7 while Jesse speaks. You know, I have, since quarantine, I have had a couple people say that to me that we need to just turn into a video show because... We're so much more fun to watch than listen to. So watch us. Yeah, you have the option. You, oh, there's a spider on my wall. <laughs> oh, I have to go. <laughs> oh, by the way, thank you for listening on Friday. Another episode of Cocktails, Comedians, and Quarantine with Dan Allaire. Woo! He's a large, bald man. He looks very threatening, but he's fun. <laughs> Sounds good. All, All right. right. Cheers.